Today is Saturday, October 10th, 2020. On this day in 2003, the Associated Press first reported on a dangerous Mexican drug cartel known as the Zetas. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're discussing the Zetas, a vicious Mexican cartel that got its start when several members of an elite Mexican military force defected. Let's go back to the early morning hours of October 10th, 2003. Soon enough, the article was popping up all over the web. The Associated Press had sent the story out over its wires, referencing a Mexican cartel known as the Zetas. The article told of an elite cartel who were engaged in a brutal turf war in the northern Mexico border town of Nuevo Laredo. While the writer treated this story as if it was breaking news, for those living in the small town, that was far from the truth. They'd been living in the middle of a war zone for at least the past year. Between 2002 and the article's publication in fall 2003, over 87 people in Nuevo Laredo had been killed due to drug violence. The main gang in town was the Gulf Cartel, led by Osiel Cárdenas Guillén, who is often referred to as Cárdenas. Cárdenas saw Nuevo Laredo as a crucial outpost for getting marijuana, cocaine, and heroin over the border to the United States. But with soaring profits came increased interest from both the Mexican government and rival gangs. And Cárdenas knew he needed to hire elite protection to keep his operation running smoothly. So in 1997, six years before the AP posted their story, Cárdenas persuaded 21-year-old Arturo Guzmán de Sena to join him in Nuevo Laredo. De Sena was a member of an elite military unit called Grupo Aeromóvil de Fuerzas Especiales, or GAFE. These paratroopers were trained in counterinsurgency and urban warfare. GAFE members were even taught strategies from the U.S. Special Forces and the Israeli military. De Sena, who'd grown up in abject poverty, made his family proud by joining GAFE. He rose through the ranks and was seen as one of the most well-respected members of the squad. In the early 90s, GAFE was sent down to southern Mexico to squash a Zapatista rebel uprising. It was there that De Sena cut his teeth in counterinsurgency. He led a small tactical group that killed 34 rebels. From there, his unit was sent to the northern state of Tamaulipas near Nuevo Laredo to help control the increasing drug trade. While military officials had faith in De Sena and Gafe, they didn't account for the attractive pull of the Gulf cartel. Cárdenas, the leader of the gang, likely bribed De Sena and his men to turn a blind eye to his trafficking operation. De Sena and many others just viewed the bribes as perks of the job. No one was getting hurt and they could pocket the cash. If things got out of hand with the cartel, Gafe responded with tremendous force. 
Even still, over the next few months, they were less and less willing to get involved in the cartel's business, especially as Cárdenas increased their bribes. Eventually, Cárdenas lured Decena away from Gafe entirely. No one knows exactly why Decena left, but many have assumed that Cárdenas offered him a sum of money impossible to turn down. Cárdenas told Decena he wanted the best fighting force in the region, and it was his job to recruit the members. Decena, knowing the power and influence of money, was convinced that he could get the job done. Over the next several years, Decena persuaded dozens of Gafe members and other military personnel to defect. This subgroup within the Gulf Cartel became known as the Zetas. Cárdenas wielded this elite force just like the Mexican government did with Gafe. They were a precision instrument used to eliminate any conflict or high-profile target. With their training, the Zetas were nearly unstoppable. They earned a fearsome reputation, and Cárdenas's message to the Mexican government was clear. This is my territory. Anyone that wants to take it has to step through the Zetas first. Up next, we'll explore the fate of Decena, Cárdenas, and the Zetas. Hi, listeners. I'm so excited to introduce you to the newest Spotify original from Parcast called Blind Dating. Hosted by YouTuber Tara Michelle, Blind Dating is a fun twist on a classic setup. Strangers are introduced, conversation commences, and sparks either fly or fizzle. But here's the catch. Our hopeful singles have to choose their match before ever seeing their face. And once they've picked their potential date, we turn the cameras on, and then it's either butterflies or goodbyes. Blind Dating airs weekly, with new episodes every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On October 10, 2003, the Associated Press published their first article about a Mexican cartel force known as the Zetas. But what was seen by many as new information was simply yesterday's news. The vicious drug war that raged in the border town of Nuevo Laredo had been going on for years. Ever since the introduction of the Zetas in the late 1990s, the area was firmly under the grasp of the Gulf Cartel. But every rain comes with its own challenges. The Mexican government wasn't just going to cede control of their border town. They launched an aggressive campaign to regain the upper hand. However, with the elite force of the Zetas in Nuevo Laredo, their task became incredibly difficult. The Zetas knew the frequency of the government's radio channels and how to combat their counterinsurgency tactics. After all, they were at one point part of the Mexican military themselves. It kept the Zetas three steps firmly ahead. The Zetas were also known to make gruesome statements. They kidnapped and beheaded anyone who opposed them. In 2002, the small elite group was led by 26-year-old Arturo Decena. 
The Gulf cartel paid him handsomely for his service, and no one stood in his way. He was definitely on the government's hit list. They believed if Decena was taken out, then the Zetas might collapse. But they had never gotten the chance to catch him off guard. Instead, his men were the ones usually ambushing government officials. But on November 22, 2002, the Mexican government caught a break. They received a tip that Decena was in the border town of Matamoros, 200 miles southeast of Nuevo Laredo. According to the tipster, Decena would be dining in a restaurant that day. Quickly, a group of highly trained military personnel surrounded the restaurant. Reports of what happened next are hazy, but at the end of the confrontation, Decena was dead. The Mexican government saw his death as a huge win in the fight against the cartels. However, their victory was short-lived. The Zetas didn't break up after losing Decena. If anything, they were stronger than ever. In an escalating move, the government turned their eyes on the head of the Gulf cartel, Osiel Cárdenas Guillén. And in March of 2003, the leader was arrested by government forces and later extradited to the United States. In the wake of Cárdenas' extradition, a power vacuum opened among the other top leaders of the Gulf Cartel and the Zetas. It was this conflict that caught the attention of the Associated Press. Subsections of the groups fought over control of the key drug corridor of Nuevo Laredo. Dozens of people were killed after Cárdenas' arrest, as skirmishes erupted throughout the region. On top of the infighting, other cartels tried to test the Gulf Cartel's hold on Nuevo Laredo. The struggle for control lasted for years, but eventually a new leader of the Gulf Cartel emerged. This brought an end to much of the fighting, but the Gulf Cartel had lost much of its handle over the region. The Zetas remained a crucial part of their operation and were responsible for brutal acts of violence, human trafficking, and attacks on innocent people. But the Zetas grew restless with their position under the Gulf Cartel. And in 2010, the remaining members of the Zetas broke off from the Gulf Cartel and became their own independent group. Since then, they've gone on to take part in multiple massacres. In 2011, 193 people were killed and found buried in a mass grave. The Zetas still remain one of the most brutal and fearsome cartels in all of Mexico. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out ParCast original Kingpins. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. 
to stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Robert Tyler Walker, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to follow Blind Dating for a Dash of Romance and Rejection. YouTuber Tara Michelle hosts, and she's thrilled to help hopeful singles meet their match once they've survived the hot seat. Follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.